the current spoiler level warning is, deal. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of teal. We're talking about a machine and its variants from Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Uh, and for the most of the episode, that's all, just it and its variants. But later on, we do get into talking about a variant from Gundam Unicorn, and then also one from Crossbone Gundam. At that point, there will be a red alert for you to notify you that we're about to head into spoilery territory. Um, and if you don't want to hear that, you can tap out at that point. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, the show where we talk about the robots of Netflix's Gundam. I'm no! Six Oh! <laughs> I'm Dylan. What's wrong, <laughs> Dylan? You seem upset. Uh, I told, I warned everyone. I was a doomsayer from the get-go for the Netflix project, and everyone was like, "No, no, no, Dylan, you got to understand. It's gonna be fun, bad, right? It's gonna be fun, bad. There's no point in being all negative about it. That's fine." And then, and then it was like, "Oh!" Suddenly, everyone got really solemn about it. And now it's like, it's, I was right. I was right. Never never be excited about anything. Only only expect disappointment. That's my Gundam mode, at least, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say as I watch the first 15 minutes of Halfway, and I'm like, yo, I want this out already. I won't be disappointed by Halfway, but we'll see. Anyway. Well, <laughs> well, we're not talking about Senkono Hathaway, though I did actually, just before we started recording, I did add uh, two uh, Hathaway's Flashes suits to our list. Oh, two of the four suits? <laughs> I mean, and, and it's the two, of course, it's, you know what it is. Oh, it's yeah. the Sheehan, it's the it's Penelope. It's, yeah. oh. um, but we're here to, we're here to roll. Let's roll some dice. Let's see what we get. Yeah. Forgot about how it was to roll dice for a fate. You know what? It doesn't fucking matter. We got a two. We got the second half of our early UC list. That the you know we had such a long time where we just wanted early UC, and now we can't get anything else. Don't worry. That that I, I'm sure that's how Gundam feels after the 2000s. Also, <laughs> St- stares at every like side story ever created. Well, let's see what we're talking about. Let's let's go D20 here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's time to talk about the NRX044. Oh. Dylan, what robot is that? Uh, so NRX055 is the bound dock. Uh, and I know that. When you actually said NRX, I got very excited. What is the NRX044? Don't tell me. I, do you want a hint? Um, Is it the pumpkin? Yes. Okay, it is the Ashamar. Cool, cool, cool. I Like I said, I was like, I heard NRX in my brain immediately first went to bound dock. And I was like, oh. And then, uh, but Ashamar time. Okay, cool. I like the Ashamar, so this works. And I get to talk about uh, some AOZ stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm happy as usual. Um, but let's just start with the Ashamar itself. Um, the NRX044 Ashamar. Um, this is a transformable mobile suit from Zeta Gundam. Uh, as mentioned, it is a pumpkin. Uh, it is bright orange, and its transformation is great. Um, so, all right. Actually, breaking down the design, looking at it. Um, 
as mentioned, the default paint scheme is orange and then like a dark green. Very mm-hmm. interesting color scheme. Um, it, it looks like like it's got kind of like a dom face under there with like uh-huh. a little bit of red. But yeah. it looks like it's wearing like a like a life preserver. God. So yeah, the head is like this really elongated head that has like you know basically wearing rounded armor over the top of it with an antenna. And the face in there, as you mentioned, which is a good thing to note, it does have a very dom-like face. It has that same kind of like red crossbar with a mono eye in it though this one's more triangular whereas i would describe a lot of the doms having a more plush shaped one mm-hmm. but pretty cool it does have a big pronounced chin as well actually over the armor there um you get some visible tubing as well all over the head which is really neat um as you move down like you mentioned it does look like it's wearing a life preserver i can't unsee that especially with how it's only like the orange part is only flapped over the front so it does just look like that now <laughs> It does. Um, but the torso, pretty pretty normal setup. Um, you've got some struts connecting into the waist, which is kind of a cool look. Um, but otherwise, very like simple setup. Probably because this is a transformable, so this has a very interesting shape to its parts because of that. Um, mm-hmm. The torso has some thrusters built into it, seemingly, it looks like, at the bottom of either side. Those don't look like normal vents. Um then you go to the arms, the shoulders, big rounded pieces that look very similar to the head. It's because they're going to go around the head when it transforms. Uh, you move down, you've got more, lots of this Zeta era. So I actually had to talk about this um, in, like, on my alts just randomly because sometimes I'm like, this is too nerdy for me and I'm going to just annoy people, so I'm just going to ramble on my alt. Um, but, uh,. So Zeta is interesting because that's when we start seeing a lot of, like, this more exposed, like, joints and, like, pistons and stuff. This design has a lot of that. You have a lot of mm-hmm. very visible frame on it, so, um, which is cool to me. Because I was trying to look and see, when did robots that were 80s robots start being drawn with actual joints as opposed to just having the arms, like, socket into each other and they just happen to work? Because it, it doesn't happen... For Gundam, at least, until... I mean, you know, there's only... the Zeta's the second show, but you consider all the anime that come out between Gundam and Zeta Gundam, and there's a lot of shows where you don't actually have the visible joints on robots, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Even, like, real robot shows, like Bottoms and stuff, you don't actually see, like, the arm joints. Um, but here you do. And, and this, like, being able to see the joints isn't supposed to indicate a lack of armor, because the Ashmar is a suit that is notably, like, really well-armored. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, the, the, the exposed joint is more just to... I mean, even the way it pops out of the arm there, it's almost like a cover joint, right? Like, there's the joint is underneath, and that's some armor over the top of it, um, mm-hmm. just given the way it's designed. Uh, but yeah, so you, you've got some cool little, like, piston-y tubes on the upper arm. You've got cables in the shoulders, like, like underneath the armor there, which is cool to see. Um, plus, they're, like, the mesh cables, and I love Zeta-era mesh cabling like that they're good um it's really good uh you move down further you've got very chunky lower arms um i can't remember does it punch in the show it just punches right yeah yeah it does do that in the show too okay i just wanted to make sure um because i do remember in gundam versus zeta gundam for the gamecube uh it basically starts it has a punch move where if you hold down the button, it'll just keep punch, like throwing lefts and rights, and it looks so funny watching the Ashamar just look like it's like doing some kind of weird dance. It's great. Um, like like a JoJo's flurry. 
Yeah, basically. It just <laughs> punch, 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 punch. Uh, as long as you have boost and hold the button down, it will keep punching. Um, but yeah, uh, the forearms are big because they have those like large armor pieces on them. And then pretty standard hands, but they are large, actually, looking at them. Um... Going down to the legs, uh, no skirt armor whatsoever, no side skirt armor, no nothing. Just You just got a waist that connects into two legs. The legs look like, I wonder if that's also for the transformation. They have a joint on top. Like, you see what I mean, right? Like, you have mm, the, yeah. the thigh has like a secondary joint on the top, which then goes into the knee. Then the knee is obviously jointed. And then you go down. Uh, you got some very large legs, you know, your usual Gundam legs. They've got thrusters on them. They've got visible cables on the back of the knees, which is like a Zeta-era thing. Um, moving on real quick to the last part of this, you go to the backpack, and you've got a very, very funny-looking backpack because the sides of it look like a face that is, like, yelling or, like, maybe a duck that is yelling um, to me. Um, sure, sure, I can see it. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, like the, the, the way the mouth is, like, Homer Simpson-like mouth. <laughs> I don't know why. But that's what I don't know why of. either. I can't see that one, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just weird. Anyway, I, it looks like a face that's very concerned. Um, but no, the backpack is cool. Uh, just you know, standard. You got thrusters pointing downwards. You got thrusters on the sides. Um, notably, so the Ashimar is made for flight on Earth. Um, and it is made for Earth combat, kind of, because a lot of games basically will be like oh yeah no the ashamar this is an earth only suit now a problem is there's a lot of things where that is not the case um so like uh for instance uh glemmy's forces in double zeta have an ashamar that appears in the background of a couple of shots uh it never appears like doing anything but they do draw like glemmy's forces for whatever reason having an ashamar i um, mean could it be a could it be a modified ashamar it could be. It's just one of those things where, like, between that and, like, uh, one of the build shows using it at some point, like, it... And, I mean, again, that's a model show. It, it's never actually felt like it should be an, just an Earth-only design to me is the thing. Like, it, it doesn't seem... Like, like it has thrusters all over it, um, still pointed in every direction. Like, the backpack has ones on the sides and stuff. It still feels like that could be used for, like, rotational movement in space. But all of its, like, um, mechanical details are talking about how it uses a thermonuclear jet engine, and jet engine requires constant that, air intake. That's the thing. A jet engine will not work in space. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Though, where's the intakes for that, I wonder? Because you never, you don't really see an intake. Uh, the upper thigh, so those little slots on the knees there? Oh, they, those when those intakes? pop open, those are the intakes. I see it in the MA mode, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I guess, yeah. The funny thing to me is that this is also not designed nearly as aerodynamic as a lot of other wave riders. It's just a big... Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a disc. That's aerodynamic, but it's a disc with legs hanging out from under it. Here's the thing is, it's a cipher from Metal Gear Solid. Oh, fuck. It yeah. just is. Yeah. The cipher is <laughs> a hovering unit. Like, it uses, you know... It has, like, the propeller. But yeah. it is a cipher. It does look like that. And... Ugh. Now I'm just staring at that, thinking, I wonder. I mean, <laughs> this is the same game that does mention Minofsky particles, so... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Ashimar, though, uh, as mentioned, the MA mode is great. It just turns into a big disc. Now, it's very flat, but in my mind, whenever I think of it, I always think of it as being a pumpkin, just because of the color scheme. 
Mm-hmm. Even though, like, as I stare at the MA mode, I'm like, oh, it's kind of silly to call it a pumpkin. It's very flat. But look at that color scheme. The dark green and the orange. It just, I don't know. That's what it feels yeah, like to me. Yeah, it's... It's not a it's not a thought that I've had, but it totally makes sense. I always think of it as the frisbee. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because it is very <laughs> flat. Um, also, the Ashamar does have a really cool beam rifle. I love like it's got like this weird, boxy like squared beam rifle uh, that has mm-hmm. like a very like vertically tall uh, barrel, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, it's very um, flat almost. Yeah, um, I guess that makes sense if it's supposed to like be able to carry that in MA mode. That you wouldn't want to like have a wide rifle because you know air resistance. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, interestingly, it's really funny seeing um, an early Okawara drawing of the Ashimar here on the wiki page because this actually looks like a machine that came out of like Vifam or something like it, mm-hmm. it or maybe not Vifam. Um, it's got like a different eye setup than you're used to seeing in Gundam, right? Like, totally. you know, in Gundam, you have mono eyes and then you get like your two eyes set up or you get screen faces. This has like multiple scopes. This I, has like Vodum tri-lens. Yeah, it's like a, it is very like a Vodum tri-lens. Uh, but like also like it still has like the doofiness of like, you know, more of like because, you know, the robots and bottoms are very like large head squat body. This still mm-hmm. definitely feels like it has like a body of like a bigger mecha. But yeah, the head just it's a really weird head. I like it. Um mm-hmm. Though I can see why they would move that into more of a Dom-inspired face later on. Um, yeah, I mean, partially just to keep up the, like, aesthetic tradition of the Titans, like, reflecting, you know, Zeonic engineering. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, the, uh, so the Ashimar, though, uh, as you mentioned, it's very heavily armored. This is a, when it's introduced, it's a pretty strong mobile suit. Um, mm-hmm. And Also a big fucking boy. Yes, yes, also big. It is not a small mobile suit. Uh, so... It is 19.3 meters tall, which does this sounds about average. Uh, 23 meters if you include, uh, I guess the antenna adds that much to it. But it's just wide, right? Like, that's the thing, mm-hmm. too. It's just, like, big in general. Because, like, you know, it's got very wide arms, very wide shoulders. The head is wide, the torso. This is chunky. It's, it's a chunky design, and I like it yeah. for that. When um, it's introduced, you get a lot of shots of it, like, flying, like, a few, a few, well, probably, probably many meters, but it looks like a few meters away from the Mark II, and the Mark II just futilely trying to shoot it with a beam rifle. The beams just deflect off. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is just, like, a big, and it does, it does apparently do successful enough that they make more of them, uh, because you do get, you get the one piloted by blonde dude with a tall cut that isn't the other two blonde dudes with tall cuts. But Bron Blutark? Yeah, Bron right? Blutark. Yes, Bron Blutark. Um, look, I'm sorry. The Titans has, like, three different people that we're... Like, they don't look exactly <laughs> the same, right? Like, Yazan, Jared, and Buron are distinct, but they do kind of all have the same thing going on with their hair. Um, you're not You're not wrong. It is... Are, listen, uh... <laughs> You you couldn't tell it from watching 0079, but Slager Law had a lot of kids. God, that's what this feels like. Uh, <laughs> though Brun is uh, notable for having uh, an extreme widow's peak happening and uh, some crazy sideburns also happening. Oh yeah, he had the kids with Vegeta. Oh no! <laughs> don't don't bring your fanfiction onto the air. What? This is canon. Uh, canon doesn't exist for Gundam. We've had this talk. <laughs> we have had this talk it's true <laughs> but um yeah so um 
but when it's introduced, yeah, it's 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 not even just like an enemy of the week. It's an enemy of a couple weeks. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it 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 does get messed up early on by uh, I believe they use the buckshot on it. Um, like the uh, you know, the clay bazookas uh, like spread ammo, and it blows up the sensors, and he's like, okay, I'm leaving. Um, but or no, uh, blows up the sensors, and I think Amuro crashes a plane into it. Then after that, yeah. Um, it was what happened, right? And then later on, it gets, uh, it does get destroyed later on as well. Um, but it, it, they do use them because they they pop up during the uh, Dakar, or was that Dakar the assembly? Why am I spacing? I yeah, I th- it's it's day of Dakar. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. day of Dakar. Duh. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm not losing my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Dakar, right? <laughs> I'm not misremembering a very important moment in Gundam, am I? I don't think so. Yeah. All right. But, uh, so the Ashimar though, yeah, that's pretty much it though. It doesn't, you know, it shows up a few times. It doesn't have a lot of complexities to it. It's just a transformable mobile suit with a beam rifle and it punches good. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get a design for, uh, Zeta Define also, which is by, uh, you know, our, our good friend, um, uh, why am I spacing on his name? The, the guy who did the, the, uh, Pale Rider. Why am I spacing his name? Shoot. Kong? Kyoshi Takigawa. Okay. Kyoshi Takigawa. There we go. Sorry about that. I just, look, I, I have not had a lot of sleep, so my brain, it just, like, starts putting thoughts together, and then, like, it turns into, like, a Mad Libs of, like, uh, where's the, where's the missing word? I need to fill this in. See, um, I just straight up don't have this information, so I'm just like, uh, what, what mobile suit drawers do I know? Yeah, so Kyoshi Takigawa, um, did a redesign for Zeta Define because he did all of, like their redesigns for it. Where it's a very interesting looking one because he makes it way more boxy, mm-hmm. um, to be expected of his suits. Now it does have more edges along the ed- like where the edges of the disc are, I think. But like it's it's just in- it's an interesting uh, reinterpretation of the design. One um, of the things I find really interesting is uh, this is just a little thing, but if you look at the arms, like the sort of like the wrist armor for the transformable form is like bigger than the arms the arms are kind of like buried in the armor in a way that yeah. looks interesting yeah in the original you get that feel a little bit but that art makes it very evident um like it's almost just like it's like the transformation parts are almost bolted onto a smaller mobile suit mm-hmm. um which is pretty cool um but i do like his ashamar it adds like little winglets uh onto the side uh don't want to call them full-fledged wings they're little so they're like tiny little wings um but you know it's just just doing a more modernized redesign um which is what you know a lot of zeta defines designs do bad manga but i i do appreciate some of the designs but then again uh the you know mechanical design does not equate to a good story and sometimes vice versa um Mm -hmm. so one thing that strikes me um like looking at this design is so this is a flight unit this is a transformable flight unit Mm -hmm. There are not a lot of cameras on this thing. No, not at all, really. You've got the large antenna on the head that actually, like, tuck in when it's in MA mode. Um, and then you've got... Uh... Looks like there's one on the backpack unit and then just one on the, you know, f- face. Yeah, I'm trying to look. Uh, now, it's funny because in, uh, um, in some animations, they show that, oh, look, it has a bunch of mono eyes in this mono eye face. 
Uh, hmm. Like, I believe that's in uh, one of the Zeta films and stuff. Just a little minor thing. Mm-hmm. But those are still all front-facing cameras within that little thing. Um, yeah, it doesn't really... When it's transformed, it feels like it shouldn't actually be able to see at all now that I think about <laughs> it. Just looking at it. Because it's like, what does it have? Uh, anything? Need, needs more green gems on there. Yeah, it needs more green gems. Uh, but, look um it's fine it's sometimes you just fly the big frisbee look you you see where everything is beforehand and you just memorize it it's fine that's a normal safe thing to do with a flying machine sure sure frisbee golf also I thinking it. about its legs it could theoretically just be walking around as a disc which is very funny to me to think about <laughs> well because like, like you know like you get like designs like the gaza or i mentioned like the bound dock earlier uh where they have you know they can tuck their they can pop their legs down um and yeah like it just that feels like you know you for, for sneaking missions yeah. you just walk around and then if someone looks your way you collapse the legs back in and they're like oh it's just a frisbee False just a alarm. giant frisbee yeah <laughs> god so the ashamar is no stranger to variants uh we have a lot to talk about actually so um i think we'll talk about the earlier versions before we talk about the later ones sure um so uh we have the Khar, the prototype Ashamar TR3 Khar, uh, which is from uh, Advance of Zeta. Um, there's two actually Khars to talk about. If you look at prototype Ashamar 3 Khar, there's two of them. There's the normal type and the space type. Um, I believe the uh, at the original Khar it came first, and we'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about the space type. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We have the normal one. Uh, I, I like this art a lot. I wish the wiki had better art. I have better art in my folder. Someone should fix that. That's not me, because I, I'm, if I start editing the wiki, I will go down a dark place and be very unhappy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, this is an Ashamar that is almost even more of what you mentioned, right? Like, this is a weird thing wearing a bunch of armor. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of things in uh, in Advance of Zeta. Uh, it's really interesting, though. I like the shape of this friend a lot. Um, it's basically a more bulbous Ashamar. Um, like, it's got this huge antenna on top of the head. You've got these, like, these huge shoulders. The forearms are even chunkier. The legs, you have these, like, large rounded parts around the thighs, like, that almost act like, uh, you know, skirt armor. Because it basically, instead of having skirt armor, it's got skirt boosters. Um, mm-hmm. I, what I'm assuming is they're trying to figure out, okay, how can we make something that can fly around on Earth? And because this is an early attempt, they went ham on the, okay, we're going to give it, like, you know, thrusters and, like, all this other stuff. And that's why when the, it was eventually, you know, put into actual production, it uh, they, they removed some of that. Um, but you've got a uh, rather boxy beam rifle. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, the beam rifle can also be used as a saber as well, because this is Zeta era. Um, but it's it's got... I like the design of it, because uh, from remembering it right, I think some games basically make it into like almost like an axe when it opens. And yeah, okay, you can see it in this illustration. Uh, so the beam rifle in the back can actually open up, and that's where the emitter is, so it basically just turns into a big axe. <laughs> that's pretty that's cool. so cool. You can see it holding it in the upper right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, 
other design points, like, so basically you get a lot of extra details. This thing is covered in, like, little thrusters um, and, like, chunkier armor. Um, it's, you know, it's MA mode. It is even more like a pumpkin, actually. It's quite tall um, because of the addition of those, like, that skirt area. The whole mm -hmm. lower part of the body just becomes a big orange-like mass of parts um, with a little beam rifle just kind of popping out the front. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so this is supposed to be like a prototype, and it is, like I said, literally just a, uh, it, it's literally just a chunky, you know, more beefy version of the one that we got. Though it does have one other thing. It does have um, a dom, uh, a dom gun built into the left side of the chest, the spread beam gun, because mm. they actually try further tying the development of the dom. Like the story mentions, oh. It uses a dom type visor and stuff, and mm -hmm. so they even gave it like a little spread beam gun, which spread beam guns kind of make sense for me on a flying machine like this because here's the thing: if you're flying this at a base, I know electronics don't always work good in Gundam, but you have to imagine: well, we pick up something, you know, coming towards us. What if we fired a bunch of missiles? Um, and that's like the kind of thing that I think a spread beam gun would be useful for. And AOZ actually does that a lot, where it's like. This is not for fighting mobile suits. These spread beam guns are actually just good for shooting down, like, large projectiles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it also can do um, vertical takeoff. This thing can act like a helicopter because of the uh, extra skirt armor and thrusters. I mean, those extra skirt cool. thrusters have have their own dedicated like thermonuclear engines in the legs this thing so the 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 ashamar the like the production ashamar is a very fast agile machine and this is significantly more so yeah well i, I don't know if i would say that though i'm sure it's faster but it's probably far harder to control i, I mean it's more difficult to control it takes more skill but since you've got those those like powerful like skirt thrusters that can rotate you probably have a lot of agility if you're good enough to control it that's true um yeah i, I could see that um it's great too because like uh the whole skirt uh armor itself is just like its own little unit like i guess you could theoretically just pop that onto a normal ashamar if you really wanted uh but, yeah, it's just, like, a weird little... It, it, I think it's attached via the... Yeah, it's attached via the back of it. It has, like... Because, much like a lot of things in Advance of Zeta, this has the drum frame uh, that you will see on a lot of things. You can see it on the rear shot of that little white area between, like, the backpack and the um, skirt. Mm -hmm. And that's where the uh, the rear skirt is mounted. So it just kind of wraps around. Um, which is... I kind of like that, though. I, I I've thought about it because of, like actually because of 30 minute missions uh and how you would have to get like skirt armor to work for them sometimes but mm -hmm. basically like the idea of like skirt armor that is not actually attached to the front of, or back of a mobile suit but rather is like you know for instance it could be attached the front and rear armor could be attached to the side skirts right and then you just have them flap forward mm -hmm. um i just think it's kind of a neat look uh especially if you're gonna make it so it's like an optional part it seems to make sense to me. But, yeah. So, this is just like, yeah. This is a prototype in the sense of this is a much more expensive, much faster, bigger, larger machine that has a little bit more function than the uh, final one, but also maybe not necessarily the most 
uh, cost efficient for like mass production. Mm-hmm. I also do like that we get to see a naked Ashamar here on the left for the AOZ illustration here. The home, just like the little frame. Um, I just think that's cool. I like I, I like inner frames on robots, and uh, they they decide to show off. Uh, oh, here's like what the Ashamar looks like. Um, they, which I they, think is kind of cool. They did the hard part of building the RG, and then they stopped. <laughs> yeah. So the Khar. Uh, is made for atmospheric use. And it turns out, I had this backwards, the space use one came first. But mm-hmm. whatever, it doesn't matter, because no one's going to read AOZ. Um, there's no translations of it. So, uh, the, the, the Khar space type, though. Um, this is a lot, because... So, this was a zero-gravity machine done to uh, have a transformation. It is an early movable frame type design as well. Uh, we already saw that they're using like a inner frame on the original Ashamar there uh, with the prior AOZ unit. Mm-hmm. And this one is like, this one comes even earlier than that. But the idea is supposed to be, oh, we, we could do a complex transformation. Well, it turns out testing this on Earth is hard because if you have a complex transformation and you're testing it under gravity, oh, that's even more stressful. So what if we made a space version, refined it, and then you know, made the Earth version is kind of the idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, the space version, uh, you don't need legs in space. Uh, it has, uh, just has two, like, thrusters basically put, pointing downward, uh, like, uh, propellant tanks with, uh, thrusters at the end of them. Mm-hmm. Um, another one coming out of the tail. It's got lots of, like, little shields all over it, which I kind of love. Like, if you look at the shoulders, the arms, um, like, instead of having, like, the big rounded pumpkin armor, uh, it has shields because the way its transformation goes, it turns into much more of a weird, like... It's not. It's no longer a disc when it no. transforms. No, no. I don't know how I would describe this. It's a... It does, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's like a water droplet, almost. Yeah. Um, which, it makes me sad that this can't be used in uh, gravity, because this, actually, the transformation feels like a, like, something that would, you know, be for atmospheric reentry or something. Mm, um, yeah, though that gun would snap right off. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true, because it just points out the front like all the other Ashamars. Um, but yeah, so uh, not a lot to say about this one. It uses its own gun that does not have a sick axe on it. Um, uh, it just uses like a a long rifle, which does have a cool design, mind you. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, this is just like a weird looking legless Ashamar with uh some weird parts thrown on it. Um got this large antenna kind of popping out of the back of it uh not only that but uh my favorite thing of course it has radomes i was gonna say the transformation (laughs) just a front-facing radome um Mm -hmm. i kind of want to see the transformation drawn out all the way because i'm very curious about like uh i can kind of make it out from looking at where the pieces go like you can tell like Oh, those wings are on the arms, so the arms are like folded, you know, towards the body inward. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love that its skirt has little tiny hands on it, by the way. Uh, just three finger hands for gripping stuff. Yep. Um, when it, so when it's transformed, it can have little hands. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, not a lot to say about it because this basically doesn't. It it doesn't have a lot going for it. It's mainly just like a weird spacecraft. Um. To the point where, actually, one of the illustrations is showing that, oh, we could use it, like, we could make gyms right on this. 
perhaps, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Like, it, especially because that actually does happen later uh, with a unit we'll be talking about soon. But uh, you know, uh, it's just like, oh, this is just—it's so large that maybe we should just have things riding on it. It could be used as like a subflight system for mobile suits. Yeah, um, it's very much like, I mean, you know, it only has the one beam rifle, doesn't have any other weapons on it. It's very much a machine that is just like, hey, we have some systems we want to test out. Yeah, this this feels like a test machine in every sense of the word. It, it doesn't feel like it would do good in practical combat, because like you said, it has one gun. <laughs> if, if it can't aim its beam rifle at the opponent, then it's screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it has all these sensors, so maybe it could like attempt to like snipe something before it gets to it. But this is this is a mobile suit that would absolutely fail in close combat, which is always an amusing like concept, given you know the whole basis of mobile suits. Yep. Um, but it does look cool, and that that counts for something for me. I do like I, I like when they do like weird space models where it's just like, oh, what if we just get rid of the legs and stuff like that? I mean. You know, I have a Zeon coming in soon. Sure, sure. That I, one wasn't finished, finished but you know. <laughs> I finished my Zeon. Uh, well, you know, uh, I you know, I didn't I didn't attach legs to it. I mean, like I finished. My I, I mean, if they do a perfect Zeon, no one should buy that because no, it's, it's for criminals. Yeah, exactly. The perfect Zeon, you don't need it. It's already perfect. That's the name's a misnomer. Um, but yeah. So we've talked about the Khar, so I've got my stuff out of the way trying to see is there any other oh there is one other aoz variant not in normal aoz though this is from traitor to destiny the one i don't like traitor to destiny this is you know what though i kind of dig this the more i stare at it it's weird as fuck but i kind of love it it's a (laughs) weird bird so we have the nrx 044q ashamar uh danda chakra um this is a weird rebuilt ashamar uh it has been upgraded, it has thicker armor, it has larger sensors, uh, it has a big antenna on the head that, like I said, it makes it look like like a rooster or something to mm-hmm. me. Um, the the legs are actually uh, fully retracted when it's in MA mode, so it actually is able to, you know, it doesn't have a whole lower half of a mobile suit hanging off the bottom of it when it's transformed. Um additional thrusters the legs have basically been turned into thrusters like they have heels but those aren't feet really anymore all all, all, all things considered not really They're basically just little struts for landing mm-hmm. um but yeah this is in an interesting color scheme we've got like a dark green a light green a sort of beigey white and pink it's kind of all and... over the place it's it's a very eccentric look I think I love it, and I also hate it, but I also love it. This is weird. Um, So the changes to the design, I love this new big head that they gave it <laughs> with its weird... It has like an X-shaped visor uh, with uh, with a whole bunch of eyes in it. It's got a central eye, and you can see like little tiny ones. On the, the visor edges. looks sick. Yeah, and then it's got this large protruding thing above the eyes, some type of sensor, I'm also assuming. Yeah, it's supposed to be a uh, sensor array, I'm, I'm told. I know that the head can rotate, but I'm, I'm probably not in mobile suit mode. Only for the transformation. <laughs> the shoulders, you would have to fully dislocate those shoulders to transform this head because it's a big head, uh, even for an Ashamar. Um, and at the top of it, you have this large antenna with like 
these sections of armor that are swept back, but the way that they're swept, they look like feathers to me. And so mm-hmm. it just looks like it has like a like the dangly from a rooster that's on the top of the head, not the lower dangly on the chin, but the upper one. I don't know the technical terms. I'm not a biologist anyway. Um, and then further back, then, you know what's funny? If you remove the chicken head part, this would look like a submarine because it also has like one of those like fins like that coming up in the middle that looks like a submarine fin to me. I don't know why, it just does. Uh, wacky head, though. And then uh, you've got huge shoulders. Like, again, m- more massive than what you get on the normal uh, Ashimar, I think. Uh, oh, God. It, it's, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I've, I've sent Dylan a picture of the Pokemon Sil Valley for comparison of the head antenna. <laughs> yeah, kind of has that same kind of swept back look to it. Um... But yeah, you got these large shoulders, and I love the. You can tell that they're larger because if you look at where the arms connect, you can see like these like large like connections into the torso that go up, mm-hmm. and you can even see some of the light green armor from that still up further. These are big arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. The torso is interesting because it looks like it would like fold open or something. I'm assuming it's probably because the cockpit's there, so it probably like slides or something. Mm-hmm interesting shape there though i do like these legs a lot even if they're just like like this is the good middle ground right it's like well we know you're not supposed to really like land and fight on foot so what if we just gave you thrusters for feet (laughs) and some landing struts in the few cases where you do need to land i I do like that um you don't need legs in space but you know what is good what if you had very flexible thrusters that sort of resembled legs yeah Though I think this might still be a ground use one. Really? What? I think so. Um, uh, custom... It's an Ashamar. Yeah. That's a. I don't uh, understand that choice at all. So I'm sad that we don't have an image of its beam rifle, and I actually have a couple of like scans of Trader to Destiny. I don't think you see it there either. It might be on one of the model pages. But apparently, this thing has a four barrel mega particle gun. Well, you can you can cool. see it a little bit in the tr- in the um, mobile armor oh, mode. Yeah, okay. It almost it's like a beam rifle that's designed almost like a missile launcher. Like it reminds me of like a multi-tube missile launcher, but it's just four gun barrels mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. Um also, It also has an air-to-ground missile, which is very funny. I don't I don't know where that is. Yeah. Uh, well, you can uh, again in the in the transforms, you can see him just slapped on the side there. Oh, oh, duh. They're just there. Okay. Uh-huh. It's it's weird because like these things are not on the mobile suit mode, so my brain just kind of glosses over their existence. I wonder if they're just yeah, hidden no, they're in the there. folds of the armor or something. Maybe. Um and then uh a beam pistol. Uh well, two of them actually. Yeah, I was going to say are those what those two barrels like jutting out of the torso are? Uh, I guess those are like supposed to be like uh Rick Diaz style like little long pistols that they use i guess um i don't know why you need those and you have surface to ground missiles and fucking a four barrel gun well because you know i guess the problem with a four barrel gun is if someone shoots it it's just as gone as any other gun but you know. mm-hmm. and and surface to ground missiles are not very good at things that are not on the ground <laughs> that's true i don't or air to ground excuse me yeah what huh yeah i guess they would just be designed for going downward and having accuracy going downward well, which is it, not the same as having accuracy going I mean it's the, air. the main thing my understanding is the main thing is like uh like air to surface missiles are designed for like like tracking like a fixed point right 
Mm. And so it's like oh. they, it's you're like hit this coordinate, and they are trying to you know de- de- like regardless of various disturbances in the air and stuff, they are trying to find the best route to that single point. Whereas right, air to air or surface to air is dealing with a moving point, moving target. Yeah, yeah. If you're shooting something on the ground, it's probably not moving super fast. So yeah, that makes sense actually. I didn't think about that, especially with the fact that you are in a vehicle that is going to be moving very fast. Um, having something that can aim like that, that makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's our, uh, that's our AOZ I don't like unit. Though, like I said, this actually grew on me just the more I stared at it, just because it's so weird, and I kind of love that. Um, the color scheme with the, just the bright pink. It looks like a Transformers, like, Gen 2 color scheme or something. Uh, here's the real bummer. There's a variant I can't find any art of. I've been looking around. Uh, what is it? This one's for you, Dylan. There is uh, apparently well, an Ewak Ashamar. Ewak Ashamar. I wonder if that is. It doesn't mention where it's from, does it? No. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dead link. You know, it's a not. They haven't. Oh, created it's the page. oh, it's a red link on the website. And and I, googling I it, to... I can't find shit. I was gonna say, did you try just the model number? That's a good. That's a. Let me try that. NRX zero four four E W. Uh, oh, this is actually a re-AOZ unit. I know this one. I can actually show you this. So, unfortunately, we don't see what it looks like in mobile suit mode. Uh, <laughs> but it's just a—it's literally an Ewak unit strapped to the back of uh, of it. It's like a little... It almost looks like another head. Like, it has, like, a really flat head on the top of it. I do like this, actually. Um, I'm sad we never see it transform. Uh, it uses a radome that's very similar to a unit that I cannot talk about because I will I will have to keep talking about it. Uh, the Ewak Kehar uh, 2 from uh, AOZ, which is a wound wart form. Because all the 2s, other than the Hazel 2, are wound wart forms. Except for the wound wart form that is also called the Hazel 2. Don't worry about it, we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but yes, uh, so you can see though, yeah, it's, a, it's an Ashamar... That has a little backpack on, and it's 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 kind of cute. I love it actually, um, especially because, like I mentioned before, if this was standing on its legs, this would just look like a like a actual mecha then, because it just would be it would have like a weird little head on it. It'd be great. It'd be cute. It's it's very silly. Um. So, then we can talk about next. Uh, this will be a unicorn unit that comes up. And at this point, we will be moving on to spoiler discussion of Gundam Unicorn and then Crossbone Gundam. So please be warned. Okay, so you'll you you hear the spoiler warning there. Be you know be fairly yep. warned. Uh, we have the RAS ninety six Anksha, uh, or Anksha Anksha. Uh, the Anksha is a uh, mass produced uh, transformable mobile suit used by the Earth Federation in Gundam Unicorn, and I believe it actually says it appears in Gundam Narrative as well here. I don't rem- The thing is, I've seen Narrative, I don't fucking remember it. I guess, okay, it appears like near the start, I can tell actually from that screen. Okay, whatever. No one cares. Um, f- fuck Narrative. Anyway, um, the Angsha, though, the Angsha, or Angsha, is really neat, because this is another one of those units that, okay, so, I prefer the Ashen, but this is one of those units that the Federation uses where they try pretending, oh, we aren't using Titans units because Titans were bad and 
Those all, all the Titans use mono eyes, and mono eyes are evil. So we put a screen face on it instead, <laughs> um, like they did with the Beerlin Custom as well. Um, well, and this thing is a fucking hybrid of the Ashimar and the Gaplant. Yeah, this thing's actually um, kind of sick. <laughs> not only that, but it's not mentioned here. But the way the legs are really remind me of the Zeta too. Sure. Like it even has like the cleft in the rear uh, heel that is like almost exactly. The, it's basically the same point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like yeah, no, this is a weird design though. So you you start with the head and it looks like someone put a Jesta head inside of the Ashamar's head and added Vulcans, which is funny to me that they bother adding Vulcans. <laughs> it's not a Federation um, suit if it doesn't have Vulcans. You move down to the torso. It's still wearing a life jacket, though it has extra armor over the uh, cockpit area um, and a nice red targeting signal. Now, I, I make the joke, but the thing is, uh, in reality, the reason why they paint those red and it doesn't matter is mobile suits do not have good lock-on mechanisms, so it doesn't really matter what you paint the cockpit area because everyone already is going to know that the pilot is in the cockpit. So having a red cockpit hatch, I don't think, is actually a detriment. Some people seem to indicate it is, but... I don't think it is. Yeah, anyway. it's not a really big deal. Also, yep. also, people know where the fucking cockpit is. <laughs> yeah, no, people know where cockpits are on mobile suits. Uh, other than the one time that they didn't, which was when when uh, Amuro shoots the Zeong and blows up the body and thinks he's one, and then the head flies off because the Zeong's a, a weirdo and has a cockpit <laughs> in the head. But anyway, um, I guess also the Psycho Gundam has the cockpit in the head, but whatever. Yeah, anyway. but, you know, like the like the uh, Rick and Big... Dias and, and the Sazabi. There are some instances, but generally speaking, people are going to assume it's in the chest. You're not really that harmed yeah, by... Yeah, if, if you shoot a mobile suit in the chest with a beam, you're assuming you've got a kill shot, regardless of there being, like, you know, a red, yeah. a red cockpit. Also, even if there isn't a cockpit there, you probably got a kill shot, because probably you hit the generator. Yeah, and it's going to do a big boom. Um. Anyway... So, uh, this design is interesting because when you move to the shoulders, the head, you can't really notice it as much on, but you can tell with the shoulders, they've also made this design more boxy. It's not mm -hmm. as rounded as the Ashamar. You can see that the shoulders actually have, like, flat faces that are facing towards you. Um, same with the wrists. Now, the wrists are where we get, uh, start having fun because they've decided, wait, remember how we attached two, like, large binders with, like, thrusters and stuff onto the plant? What if we just slap those onto the arm of a mobile suit with bean cannons at the end also? Hell yeah. It's like a good plan. And it's like, oh, this is actually good. This is a good idea. Because it turns out you have a gun on either arm that also can operate as a shield and uh, for flight mode and like thrust and stuff. And sure, if it gets shot, you lose the functions. But it still has hands and stuff. It's fine. Um, it's just It's just an external part that is cool. Also, you're banking on the fact that your pilots probably aren't going to get shot. Um, that's generally how mobile suit design goes in. Yeah, usually if you get uh, shot, you lose. So don't get shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the waist is very funny because it has what several unicorn and some other suits have, which is the, uh, the weird hooked crotch. Yeah, I don't understand. Is that for, like, um, hanging your laundry on? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, because you can see, like, in the MA mode, it, I guess it's a landing strut is the idea. If you look at the MA mode, you can see it's at the bottom there. Yeah, I guess. But, I, yeah, no, I, I don't really like it either, and it pops up on a couple of suits. Um, it looks silly to me every time, because, you know, you, you get enough people making fun of mobile suits seeming to have, like, dongs, basically. And, you know, this doesn't 
help with that when you have this erect <laughs> long piece just jutting upward out of the crotch like that you know but uh it does have some really cool side skirts i like the design of those uh i always like side skirts that are done like really like long and like wing like or if they have like thrusters in them mm-hmm. these ones are just uh mostly wings but yeah they they're just you know put back like that they, they almost um I you know I I don't want to get too specific because you know it's a different it's a different spoiler but they kind of give me like double O vibes. Mm-hmm. Or uh you know the the thing they remind me of a little bit I I always get reminded of the GPO three. Sure, uh, sure. Whenever I see like those long uh, swept back ones, especially like uh, for another unicorn suit since we're already talking unicorn uh like the Rizel Type C mm. uh, has these really long ones with thrusters on them that just look like the GPO three ones basically. Um. But yeah, no, they're they're cool though. I, I I do like those. Um, I guess we should note that the Ash the that the Ancha added uh skirt armor at all. Uh, you know when the Ashmar did not. Mm-hmm. Um, very clearly also this is skirt armor that's going to pop up. You can tell like with how flat that front one is that when this is transformed, that's just gonna pop up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you move down the legs. You've got these cool jutting knees that I like the design of. Um, I like the side uh, thrusters on the legs as well. And as mentioned, this thing basically just has Zeta two feet. Um, just these large high heels with like the rear heel having like a sort of like it looks like almost like two heels strapped together. Mm-hmm. Um, the backpack is pretty neat. Uh, it has a lot of moving pieces, though those seem to be mostly just in service of the transformation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got like these like little struts with like uh, little um, like little wings on them, basically, uh, and. I, I like the way that looks. They're not attached to anything important, but it looked cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you go into this thing's MA mode, and it's basically just a real big, uh, just a real big Ashamar. Yeah, with those those Gaplant shields for the guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, handles are able to pop up out of it because they can be ridden. Uh. They can be ridden by Jigans as like a subflight unit, much like the Rizal also can. Hell yeah! Uh, they really like they really like the idea of wait, why waste time on a subflight unit when we can just use your mobile suit's uh, MA mode? Um, which fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, the the Anksha is pretty cool. Um, it's a weird design in that I love so much of it in concept, but I'm never interested in it when I'm model shopping. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the color. Hmm. Or what? It's just one of those weird designs that in my head, like, I'm always like, oh, that seems cool, and then I just ignore it afterwards. Yeah, if I saw this, I would totally pick it up. I think it's really cool. Mm, yeah. I would want to paint, I, I want to see this painted in National Mark colors, actually, because mm. I think that, that would look cool. Yeah, that would look really good. Just because I, I like the orange a lot. Instead of this fucking um, Federation Forest Green bullshit. Yeah, this, it looks like it's trying really hard to be a Nemo to me. <laughs> Which no <laughs> one should try to be a Nemo. <laughs> Look, don't don't hate on the Nemo. I, I listen. I have no problem with the Nemo, except for if I was a commander and you gave me Nemos, I would go, "Oh no, <laughs> you're all going to die." <laughs> <laughs> Just be completely honest with them. <laughs> God, there is also one other variant to talk about, and it's a stupid crossbone one. But fuck I it, saw, I saw it this. Yeah, all right, let's do it. The CNRX dash zero four four Ashamac. Mm-hmm. Stupid. It's an Ashamar that has a gun arm on one arm and different leg design. Like, I'm trying to see what kind of parts it uses. So, 
the thing about the story this comes from, I believe in, yeah, Dust. Dust is the one that has a bunch of mobile suits that are either weird looking, some racist, and some like recycling parts of like other mobile suits. Actually, very specifically, the one that I am referring to that is uh, racist as fuck uh, is using parts of other mobile suits. Um, but I mean, this has a fucking yeah, Death Army eye. Yeah, this has like a weird. All all of these have these weird like heads like that. Um, I guess Hasegawa saw G Gundam and was like, "Yo, I want to put that in my crossbone." And they're like, "Well, crossbone has infinite momentum, so I guess you could just do whatever the fuck you want, Hasegawa." And you know, they let him do stuff, and they shouldn't. They should never let him do stuff. Now, to give him a little bit of credit, I do think the fact that the legs actually fold up into a secondary disc are pretty cool for the MA mode. That's true. But, eh. I'm not a big fan of Hasegawa's art style, honestly, is the problem, too. It's hard for me to, like, give fair charity to, like, any of his designs because I just think they're ugly. I don't think he's a great artist. Mm. Harsh. It's just not my favorite. It's, like, I don't know. I've just never been into his art and, like, a lot of his mobile suits. It's just, they're not my thing. I mean, I don't like this, so, you know. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple I can make arguments for that I think are kind of cool, but just specifically like a lot of these like designs like this, especially later Crossbone Gundam designs like Dust and stuff and Ghost. I'm I have a lot of problems with designs. I know some people will say, oh, you know, they're fun, just you know, and I was like, fine, but they're not fun for me. <laughs> but yeah, and that's pretty much it for Ashamar variants. Actually, you don't really get as many as you would think. Like. You know, there was a lot, but they're kind of... I mean, three of them were AOZ things. One was in a future Gundam work, and that's kind of it. Um, I guess you could bring up the the fact that there's an Assault Ashimar that is from GPB, uh, which... It, Gunpla Builder's beginning. Uh, the thing before Build Fighters that no one cared about. <laughs> uh, I, I disliked uh, Gunpla Builder's a lot. It's actually... So, funny story. I loved Build Fighters Season 1. But uh, GPB was so bad that I was like so incredibly bummed about Build Fighter Season 1 when it was announced. I was like, no, no, they can't make a good model show. I've already seen they only do bad ones. And then they made a good one, and I really liked it. But anyway, uh, just to link this design, uh, the GPB 044 BJMS Assault Ashamar. Haha, <laughs> you said basically BJ. An, this is an Ashamar that has been kitbashed with a Zeku Ainz. Uh, you can tell that from the shoulders. It has like the it has the long rifle from the Zeku Ainz that is machine cannon, which they gave uh, the radome from the XS to. It also has the XS backpack uh, appended to the legs with the beam cannons on them, and it has the XS's knees with the uh, reflector incoms. Um, weird, weird combo suit. Um, I, I will say, I'm always impressed by a kit bash that can still transform, but yeah. But also, the transformation it's, involves it's okay. like putting the fuel tanks in. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It looks interesting. I don't think it seems like a very practical transformation. No. Uh, I mean, a lot of these GPB ones. Oh, and I guess. Oh, okay. It does say what kits it uses in the lower left of the image. I didn't even notice that. Okay. Yeah, it uses the XS, the Zeku Eyes, and the Ashimar. Um, yeah, and I guess reverse engineering a thing into something that can transform if you know where all the parts go is actually pretty simple um, relative to just making a transformable mobile suit. The, the hard part was already done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's that. 
I figured I'd mention it. Uh, I, I guess we didn't mention, like, some of the color variants of the Ashamar, but the color variants, eh. Hmm. None of them are as cool as the original. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Green Divers one. Uh, the AU ones that are in AOZ are silly, because they are, in fact, uh, one of them is Nemo colors, and the other one is uh, Rick Diaz colors. <laughs> Cute an idea. Still, you don't beat the orange and green to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's it for the Ashamar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Uh, Dylan, where well, can people find you on the internet? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. All right. Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at at six detmar s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r uh and uh, you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanline media and uh until next time as i look at this this you know fucking gunpla builders beginning j design i ask myself why do people keep repeating the same mistakes <laughs> peace peace <laughs>